Hello and welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Sally here and it is time for another guest episode of the pod. It's the last guest chat for 2021 for season three and it is a good one. But before I get into that, as usual, I always like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to How to Love the Shit Out of Life. If you're new, welcome. It's nice that you're discovering the podcast on the tail end of what's been a great season. It means you can go back and listen to a bunch of cracking episodes if you haven't already. I would thank you and I hope that this is everything you are looking for in a podcast right now. Uh, You're all legends and I'm very grateful. Now, before I get started on the topic, uh, a few things I always like to remind you of. The podcast is available on multiple platforms, including Apple, Podbean, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you do like to listen to the podcast on Apple, please give us a review. Five stars, if you could be so kind. You can also access all of the episodes via my website, which is www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com. Chuck on a forward slash podcast, and they are all there for you to get amongst. Now, you can also make a financial contribution to support this fully independent podcast. Yes, that's right. How to Love the Shit Out of Life is an indie pod. No big corporate backing or anything like that. I do it for the love. So if you love it as much as I love doing it, uh, get behind us. Five bucks. Buy us a coffee. In fact, the platform is called Coffee. It's a crowdfunding platform called Coffee. It's basically the concept of you donate five bucks. It's like you're buying the creator, the artist a coffee. So um, thank you very much in advance to anyone who does donate. I really appreciate it. Available now is also an email newsletter sign up. On the website as well, you can find it at the bottom of the homepage and this sign up will mean that you will receive regular updates about how to love the shit out of life. Now, today's episode, final guest episode of season three, and it is a returning guest, which I haven't done too much of. In fact, the only returning guest I've had on so far is my lovely special guest co-star on the odd occasion, Patrice Moriarty. And good news is there is another episode with Patrice coming up before season three is out. There's only a few more episodes of the season. I promise you that you will get a lot out of each of them. But today's one is with Glenn Kossar, who is a life and business coach. Now, if you are a returning listener, you may remember an episode I did halfway through season two. So last year with Glenn and we spoke about fear Now, fear was the topic of his second book that he had released at that time. But on this episode today, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, hope. And I think it's really timely given what most of us have been through in recent times with the lockdown here in New South Wales and other parts of Australia. And let's be honest, with the COVID-19 pandemic, that has been the topic of discussion for what feels like eternity, but it has been a very long, almost two years. So we talk about hope. Uh, Also Glenn's new book, which is called In Search of Hope. So that was the inspiration and why we wanted to get together again and have a chat. Uh, It was really lovely to have this conversation with Glenn. He's a very deep thinker 
everything he says has a purpose it has meaning he's very kind and compassionate which I love and I love to share those stories here on the podcast so without further ado enjoy the latest episode of the how to love the shit out of life podcast Hello and welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Today, I'm speaking with author, consultant, and life coach, Glenn Kosser, who is a previous guest and friend of the podcast. It's great to have Glenn back. And after loving the shit out of fear last time we spoke, this time we'll be loving the shit out of hope. So it's great to have you on again, Glenn. Welcome. It's so wonderful to be with you. Yep, I really enjoy our chats. Looking forward to this one. Yes, yes. And it has been a little while since we saw each other. It was probably the last time we recorded, I think. Mm. Yep. yep. Yeah, such is our, our COVID life that we've gotten used to, but that's okay. We are sort of out of, you know, the strict restrictions now. So it's good to, to start talking about things like hope, I guess, to bring everyone out of that. So I thought first off, Glenn, Obviously, some people would be familiar with you, the returning listeners, but just to give us a little bit of a rundown about yourself for those who maybe aren't familiar with the last time we spoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, Glenn Kosser, I'm a life and business coach. Uh, I've been working in the MacArthur region for you know many years now and, and in this role probably for the last 10 years. Um, I've published three books so far. The first one was... Um, um, uh, yes, I can handle three things for now, which deals with the challenges of uh, modern day life where we, we're just completely overloaded with 301 things to do in, on our to-do list. And I help people understand how to compact or not compact, but how to focus that down to three things uh, because the three things that, that we do are, are more significant than the 300 that we attempt and we don't do. Mm. So that was, that was the first book. The second book, the one, one that we had our previous podcast on was The Fear to Gratitude. So that's a lot smaller um, um, publication, but I deal there with uh, how fear is can be a really crippling situation for all of us. But um, the the way that I um, um, advocate that we move through that is through something called affirmations, and that's essentially positive uh, self talk. Um, But it relies on also us taking action to follow that up. Um, and when I was writing it, I thought, well, okay, I'll, I can give some affirmations for people, but essentially it, can, it needs to come from themselves. And I noticed that there was a pattern of, of the way that we move through it. And there's, there's sort of six, six um, areas that we go through. Um, and it includes fear and failure um, and uh, procrastination um, and, and a, a little sort of self-discovery. And then finally to the point of gratitude. And all of those stages require us or, or it's helpful if us to, you know, to use self-talk that's positive because we tend to put a lot of value on the negative um, because it saves our lives, essentially. You know, it stops us from walking out into traffic, you know, jumping off a cliff, those sorts of things when we're over, overwhelmed and overcome with, uh, with the negativity. And if we balance that with some positive statements, uh, things like uh, the one the one that I use, which is, I am a good person, I do good things, I can make a difference. And even just then, those words themselves inspire me to, to do the things that I need to do. So that, that's book number two. Um, so the, I'm really excited about this one, which is uh, In Search of Hope, because um, uh, I've come, I've uh, put it into a more accessible form. It's a hard hardcover book. 
it's it's small it's only 140 by 140 you can put it in your in your, your you know your handbag or or your you know your coat pocket and take it with you um, and the pages are, are not crowded with too many words so uh, I've put a lot of thought into it I'm really excited about my new publisher Tiffany House Australia who have been allowed me to be able to do you know what what I want in terms of a book mm. so um, that, that's essentially where we're, where we're at yeah. at this point. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, so, yeah, the reason why we wanted to chat again, Glenn, was, you know, because of your latest book, In Search of Hope, which, as you said, it's it's just been released. So can you tell us a little bit about it and I guess how the concept came about? Mm. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, we, you mentioned um, the coming out of COVID. Uh, I guess that's focused a lot of us in terms of uh, what we can and can't do. And we've realised that there are a lot of things that, you know, that we can't do and we really feel bad about it. And part of the, the bad feeling is, is that we lose hope. We lose that, that, that little spark that, that keeps us going where we say we can do this, we can, we can do that, and it becomes we can't do this anymore. Um, and, and, and we feel it and it feels, it feels awful, it feels bad. Um, but there's a whole lot of life experiences that, that, that do exactly the same thing in a very, you know, impactful and significant way you know gen, general uh, loss and grief that occurs it, it can be as simple as we lose a job um, we lose a partner um, we uh, you know we have we have enormous challenges that we put on ourselves these days in, in modern life and often our expectations are, are very high and and we feel that you know our capabilities don't match and we lose that hope and, and often it doesn't take much for someone who might be challenging and have a very challenging, you know, life history for something like COVID or a, a job loss, which could have been a result of COVID, yeah. Um, yeah, to really spiral us into a feeling of helplessness and, and we lose that hope. So, so what I'm looking to do is, is to um, let people know that that's always there, that our, our inner strength and capabilities um, uh uh, we can tap into, mm. even in the most yeah. darkest and direst uh, situations. Um, I deal in the first story, you would have noticed I deal with a six, uh, they're all fictional, but a 16-year-old old girl named Alexia who's having thoughts of suicide. So that's that's something that's also dear to my heart. Uh, you know, I, I, I work as a, uh, a counsellor and, a, and a, an in-shift supervisor for Lifeline, um, and we deal with, with suicide every single day. Um, but uh, so that's that's probably at one one end. The other stories include someone who has lost their job and they don't understand why. Um, that's Bill, and then then we've got Adeline, who's who's uh, a single mum, dealing with three three kids under the age of ten, and and how difficult that is. No, no matter what sort of circumstances that you're in, uh, my fictional character um, has a roof over her head. She's financially okay, but. She's losing losing hope because she just can't cope with what what's going on, mm-hmm. and they, these are all real situations for people. Um, but it's in, it's important to know and understand that we can get through this. It's a you know very doable scenario. A lot of work, a lot of hard work, and you know and there's no discounting how difficult it is for many many people. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know I draw inspiration from the word hope. Um, I've talked about you know my own personal affirmation. Um, and uh, it's it's you know it's it's almost the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, it's the thing that's the spark that can drive us forward. 
it's it's all of those things. So, and I saw I, um, my wish is that I've encapsulated that in the book. Mm. I think you have. I have read it. I've I've almost finished. So I'm I'm uh, just about halfway through the last story. Um, Adeline, I believe that's how you pronounce it. So, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, just going back to the COVID thing, it's interesting watching so much creativity and art coming out of this situation. And I feel like hope is a theme that I've seen through a lot of different creatives throughout this time. So I think it's very timely and very important to focus on this. But I guess I want to just take you back a little bit to, you know, our last conversation talking about your book on fear and gratitude. Um, You know, what's that connection there between the two themes? Um, Obviously it might be quite obvious for some people, but I feel like just to get your take on what that connection is, because I think it's really interesting to go from fear to hope because they're quite different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and look, you're right. It's, it's not obvious. And it's particularly not obvious when when we're in a, a, a situation of distress, mm. because uh, it can be so overwhelming for us that we just don't see um, what what's possible. We don't we don't um, consider options. We just feel the pain and and sometimes the horror of, of a situation that we 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 can't do things. So it's that it's that um, can't and can. I know that's oversimplifying it, but but it's but, you know people can relate to that. You have a stack of can't 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 can't, and it's huge, mm-hmm. um, and it becomes overwhelming. It's, a, it's a, such a burden that that uh, unfortunately some people see that it's way too big for them to do anything about, mm-hmm. and they and they do actually uh, take their life, and that's that's a huge tragedy, um, and uh, the often it's fear. It is fear. Um, and failure, we 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 have a, an unhealthy relationship largely with the word failure, and and when things go wrong, yeah. Where, whereas it, it's important, I think, for us to understand that that's a pathway. It's part of success. You know, we we even right back to the point where we're a, you know we're a baby, we're a child learning to walk. You know that you you watch that child fall flat on their face. Um, and it's almost impossible. The little chubby legs are doing, <laughs> doing, doing, doing their best. They can't stand. They wobble and they fall over, but they don't stop. You know, look at us all. We, you know, we're all, we're all walking. We're walking and talking and doing all doing all sorts of things, and we take all that for granted. But that pro, that process of falling uh, and and failure. Some people refer to it more as falling rather than than failure. But we have we have that unhealthy relationship with failure. When in actual fact, it's it's part of success. It's mm-hmm. part of our success. So in 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 fear to gratitude, I talk about embracing our fear because it's a uh, it's an it's an emotion that is strong. Um, it's an unpleasant one, but it's part of us, just as much as as love and joy um, and happiness is. Uh, fear is just part of that that whole continuum and so there's no there's really no need for us to to avoid it to discount it to hide it to to squash it or or even feel that we need to do those things um so uh, hope springs from that understanding or that acceptance that 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 this is just part of life it's part of our, our human existence and we can embrace it you know the uh the 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 feeling of i call it excitement when you're on a roller coaster I don't go on them very much these days. But when, when, 
where you're on that that roller coaster, you know, you're afraid. Mm. And and the, the excitement is exactly the same emotional feeling. And you know, people do it time and time and time again because they want that. And they are, and at that moment they understand that, you know, it, it's it's perfectly natural and normal. But when we're faced with an, an enormous challenge in our life, um, and we're afraid of what we're going to do because we, you know, we're looking around and, and thinking, well, I've lost my job, I might have lost my marriage, I've lost my family, I haven't got any money. I am really afraid of what the future is going to be. I don't start. I don't think about hope. I don't think about the options to go forward because we're stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if we if we're uh, we are able to take a moment, find a space where where we can um, just rest for a moment and then start to think about what options we do have. This is when hope comes, it comes in because we remind ourselves that, you know, this is, I was hoping for something better. Even that, even that sounds negative, Mm. but there's a huge positive in there that I was, I was hoping for something better. What is that hope? What steps can we take to, to, and, you know, grab hold of that hope? Because I say in the, in the, in the book, it's, it's, it can be really elusive. Um, someone said said to me once that it, that it's much the same as you know a slippery piece of soap in the shower. <laughs> if you, you squeeze it too much, it'll just pop out and it's gone. <laughs> and then you're gonna have to you know, fumble around in, in the in the wet slipperiness to, to find it again. But if you just hold it gently um, and take a moment, um, you know you you you've got it there. That hope is is there than something that can inspire us to take those those tentative steps towards that success that we're looking for so there's the connection yeah and it's it's funny when you explain it it does seem a little bit more obvious but I think just sometimes when you're losing sight of that hope and the fears creeping in I guess you do you know it's not as obvious and it's not right there in your face because you're kind of focused on the fear and the failure so yeah and and you know maybe maybe having a small book that you can open up yeah okay oh yeah I know yeah I know what I, I need to do now Mm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Why is hope important to you, and how does it serve you in your life? I, I guess I, I've sort of answered that a little bit already, um, but it's but it's um, I guess it's that, that inspiration. I talk about it being a pathway to to um, you know to uh, trust and love and confidence. Um, so I guess that that's that's a personal journey of, of mine. Uh, it's so easy to lose confidence when when things go wrong, um, and like I said, for some people, it's incredibly wrong. You know, life goes incredibly wrong, um, so our confidence slips away, um, and that little bit of uh, uh, you know hope, inspiration, if you like, uh, can drive us to to either two things: when it re- remind us that we can do things, um, and that you know. Inspire us to do the the steps, like I, I say in the previous book, the three things that can just get us started. One one is not enough. We can do one thing in the in the right direction and then give up um, because it's too hard. Uh, two, we're getting a little bit of momentum happening, but when once we've started three steps in the, in the process, we've got a commitment. Mm. So that that's that's my you know my um, go to in terms of the three, because it means okay, I'm on this. I'm, I've started. Away, away I go, I, I can do this. And the hope is that little bit of inspiration that, that, that keeps me going because I hope to be able to get through this. I hope to be able to achieve this. You know, I am a good person. I do good things. I can make a difference. Um, and 
it's it's something that is is internal. Mm. So we don't need to rely on anyone else. We don't need to put to put that burden or or that that um, intent onto onto someone else and, and hope that they're going to save us because we can do it ourselves. I think the thing I really like about this book and also about your previous two books as well is there's really, I guess, practical things that you can do, like with the affirmations. It's like you yep. just you say a few words and, and it's kind of that simple in a way. Yeah. Um, and you feel good. You feel yeah. good when you say them. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think with this one it has those practical scenarios. As you said, they're fictional characters, but they are based around I'm sure lots of different experiences and people you've come across in your life. Um, and I guess the, the each of the characters, they are experiencing and understanding hope in their own different ways. What advice would you give to anyone who is listening who is perhaps feeling a little hopeless right now based on what you've put in the book and also your own experience? Yeah, 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 great question. Uh, I mean, the, the, the short answer is uh, you got this. Yeah. Yep. You, you, you can do it. We, we can do it. And, and uh, uh, sometimes we don't believe that. Mm. But, uh, you know, even, again, saying those words, you got this. Uh, I, I, have, uh, I have faith in you. I have trust in you. Um, and uh, this is something that we don't tell ourselves very often. Mm. You know, even in the small things, we'll, we'll stub our toe, we'll forget something. We, oh, Glenn, you did it again. You're an idiot. <laughs> when 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 are you going to get this right? Um, so we tend to do that, but but um, you know, in in short, you know, advice or message to anyone is you know, the, it's difficult to quantify because you know I advocate that people are, are their own best source of strength um, and own best source of advice. We we are the expert in our life. You know, we we hear those words all the time, but there is a process. And I'm glad that, that you saw that practicality because that, that's what I'm about. Mm. Um, uh, I think I can put things in a very practical sense that you can take steps. Like I said before, three steps, do three, just do three things a day. That's how you do it. Talk to yourself. Um, uh, give yourself that, that encouragement, um, the, pat, the pat on the back. Uh, get help. Is, a, is another thing that we often don't do, particularly men. Mm. Um, we like to be independent and, and be fixers and we do things ourselves. That's an overgeneralization. But, but, but people tend to do that and they, feel, they either feel embarrassed or, or inadequate. Um, in, a, in a very modern world where, where you know, we're promoting um, our success more and more, but not understanding that, that there's a whole you know, hard yard that got us there. Um, and so then we look at that and we think, well, why can't I do that? It seems to be so easy for that person. Yeah. You know, they become an overnight success, but they've been an overnight success for 20 years. So, but the important thing there is, is what I would say to people in short, you know, you got this. Mm. And, I, and I have faith in people that, that they, they, if they trust themselves, they're able to tap into that. There, there's a phrase that, that I, I really discount when you hear people say, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Well, well where, where was that strength to get you through that in the first place? Mm. It was already there. Okay. So, so all, that, all that difficult situation did was show you that you had it already. And so, and so that, that's my faith in, in humanity and that's my faith in, in people in general is that it's there. And my message is you've got this. So what is it that you hope for?
and then then the practical steps as to what you're going to take mm. to make that happen. And it's it's funny because when you say these things out loud, you're just like, yeah, like of course it makes sense, and it does. But I guess it's it's just you know when things are going wrong or when things aren't going the way that you would like, it's it's yeah, just I guess taking a step back and trying to remember those things. And and if you're saying them to yourself, then maybe it can trigger something within you that you're like, hang on a sec. Yeah, I do. I've done this before, or I I got through that thing previously and that was really hard. I can get through this again. So yeah. 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 In particular, the can, you know, Mm. the, it's the, it's the, okay, what can I do? And then, and then, okay, what can't I do? And if I, I can't do that, can I get help? And even just those, those those words there, I can get help. So that's something I can do. You know, we're not we're not giving we're not giving up. We're not failing. We're actually doing something. We're getting help. Yes. Um, yes. And and in 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 the story, all all three stories, there's an opportunity there for each of the characters to get that help. Um, and and one of the things that I want to portray in the book also is for people who are thinking, how can I help someone? Uh, and 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 as as a person who can help another, we're not help. We're not helpless. So often in that in that first story where I've got uh, the young girl Alexia who's who's having thoughts of suicide, there are people around her, as you can imagine, their their family and their friends. They're thinking, "Oh my goodness, I'm I'm helpless. I don't know how to help this person." But we can. And in the story, the uncle does that. Mm. So what I'm, what I'm, you know, the the second layer of the of the stories is someone reading this book um, can think this is a way that I can help someone who's in that situation. Mm. I, I can support them. There's something that I can do as well, and it's and it's the same in the other two stories. So I'm I'm looking at, at offering uh, hope to someone who's in a very challenging situation, but also someone who's thinking, well, how am I, I can see this person needs some help. I feel helpless, but I want them to know that they're not helpless. Mm. There are things that you can do as well. And that's so common when, you know, someone you love and care about is going through something really horrible. That feeling of, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help them. And I guess sometimes even I don't know how to fix this, which, you know, is another topic in a way. It's like, are you meant to fix it? Um, yeah. But I, I think, yeah, the practical side of it, I think, is really helpful. And um, I think, yeah, you're right in the sense there's those two layers there of, of who this book can help. Um, so I think that's really important. One of the things I wanted to talk about was obviously everyone's situations are different. Everyone goes through their own stuff, you know, and even if, say, you or I are going through the exact same thing at the same time, the way we experience it is different and probably what led to it is different. So I wanted to talk just about some of the triggers that you've seen bring about that feeling of hopelessness. You know, one that really sprung to mind, I guess, throughout this pandemic has been loneliness. Um, And that's something that, you know, I've talked to some friends about and things like that. So I guess, you know, from your experience, what are some of those triggers? And, you know, can you talk a bit about how people can navigate those things? Um, loneliness in particular is a huge, um, um, having a huge impact on our society at the moment. We, um, we've got more and more people living alone. I mean, I, I live alone um, and there are, there are many, many more that, that, that are. Part of that is um, um, the, the breakdown in, in relationships, um, but it's also part of, part of our, our wealth. 
Um, whereas, whereas before, you might have someone who, who who is alone, but they will still be living with someone, mm. either in a community or or, or in a, a you know a shared home, a family home, or something like that. But because of it, because of our you know our wealth, um, we're able to do that. You know, we 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 can afford. You know, the, we, if you if you've got a you know well paying job, um, you can afford to live live by yourself. And then we're isolated. So and that loneliness can then then uh, you know spiral uh, because it's it's comfortable and, and it's uncomfortable sometimes to to break out of that. So loneliness is is a huge issue in our in our modern affluent world. Mm. Um, that's not necessarily the cause of it. There's lots of causes, but but um, yeah, the loss of something, uh, grief situations are, are very challenging. Um, can be, can be the triggers to answer your question. Um, the feeling of being being unsure about the future, and this is part of part of the the reflections that we've had during COVID, is that I don't know what the, the world's going to be like. It's I can't do the things that I want to do before, and I'm frightened about that. And then I get angry about that, and then I protest about that because and, and this is what's behind the, that that response. Um, and then I don't trust. Uh, the authorities. I don't trust myself. I don't trust others, um, and that's that's a, a trigger for a loss of hope. Um, but essentially, we're talking about change here. So I, I mention things like transformational change in the book. Um, essentially, we you know we we find ourselves often, um, sometimes overwhelmingly, in a situation where we're uncomfortable, we're unhappy. I don't like this. I want to change it to something else better. I want to be happy. I want to, you know, be in a loving relationship. I want to feel energized. I want to be able to do things, uh, do the things that I can do. Um, and so that's about change. And change is incredibly uncomfortable. Mm. You know, you do an, an exercise where, where you, you know, you cross your arms this way. Try and do it the other way. Mm. Almost impossible to do that. <laughs> I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> or, or, or how how often do we go to a restaurant or a regular cafe? And we sit in exactly the same spot. We don't want to change <laughs> as much as as much as you know we embrace it every single day, and we face it every single day. So we we gravitate, we drift towards the comfortable, the the familiar. Uh, that's in, in relationships, in work. Um, um, but uh, a, a, you know, a trigger for for that hopelessness sometimes is when that's taken away, or we know that we need to make that change, and I I don't know how to do it, um, and and it's uncomfortable. So it's essentially change for me. That's what it boils down to. Again, I know I oversimplify things sometimes, but but that you know, I I think I can get to that practical situation, and then mm. ask ourselves the question. So. This change we're thinking about or, or trying to do, what, what are what are the steps? What are the three steps I, I can do now? Who, who can I get to to, to help me mm. uh, to, to process that? So there are there are lots of triggers. Some of them tragically are uh, you know being in, a, in again in our modern world, um, the subject of domestic violence. We find ourselves out on the street, or or you know we're being uh, abused. Um, in horrible ways often or we've lost our job uh, or we've just lost our way so it's a loss all of those things are a loss they're, they're equally as a loss as uh, the feelings you know we, we, when someone dies in our family 
uh, and, and it's a physical pain. Mm. So, you know, these a lot of these triggers are there so that, you know, to answer your question about, you know, how to navigate out of this, it's to understand and accept that that's a situation uh, and I need to think about what I can do. It comes back to that can't and can. There are a lot of things that I can't do anymore um, because I don't work in this industry anymore. You know, I'm a, I'm a pilot and suddenly I've lost my job. Um, I've got lots of skills, so then what can I do? But I'm feeling bad because I, you know, I had a great lifestyle. People looked up to me. People loved me. People were relied on me. Um, but now I'm not that pilot anymore. What, what am I going to do? But if we the, to navigate it is what can I do? Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm unhappy about the situation. You're allowed to be unhappy. You're allowed to be angry. These are all feelings. I'm afraid about this. But then what can I do? Yeah. Where is where is that hope? Yeah. And it's there. It's yes. always it's always there. It might be a little, you know, a little just that little bird on your shoulder mm. saying, You got this, you got this, Glenn, you can do this. Um, and okay, what am I gonna do? What can I do? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer in there's always like the silver lining. There's always the positive to the negative. So yeah. um yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, just going back to the the current situation and or the recent situation of COVID and the lockdown um, that's been going on here in Australia, you know, as we said, those feelings of loneliness and hopelessness have been very prevalent. In your experience, how have you seen hope really impact the lives of people around you and in the community? Yeah, I, I think there's there are so many inspirational stories. Um, you know, when, when you meet people, uh, um, uh, and and I, I'm also a, a director on a charity, a local charity called We Are Community, um, and that's inspired me for the second story, uh, the, the soup kitchen story, uh, because the charity runs uh, regular um, meals for people who are homeless mm. or that are doing it tough. And, uh, you know, every, every Saturday morning on Blackstone Road, you can, you can pop in at about 8 o'clock, pick up breakfast, a hot breakfast, a cup of coffee, um, and, uh, and, and sit down there in that uh, community, if you like, and have a chat. Um, there, are, there are amazing people like the Orange Sky, uh, people who come along with their vans and they have uh, uh, laundry and showering facilities in the van. Um, there are uh, Amazing people like uh, uh, Joanne at Just Cuts at MacArthur Square, the, the hairdresser. She'll she'll join the charity on a Sunday morning with her people, and, and for free they'll cut people's hair. Um, and and uh, it is amazing uh, the transformation that someone might be you know be really feeling helpless and hopeless, um, and just that that kindness of community um, inspires them to to they're suddenly they're ten feet tall, they're clean. They're, they're trimmed, um, they have dignity. Um, you know, that, that gift of a haircut is just inspirational because, you know, you, you feel so good. I mean, I, the, stuck in COVID myself, <laughs> that was one of the things on my, on my list was to, was to see my grand, grandchildren, get my haircut, go to, go to a cafe, my three things. And, and after it, um, I thought, suddenly I feel good. Mm. I'm, back, I'm back again. But, it, but it's that... Um, um, in inspiration, I, I think of, uh, of, of seeing that happen 
there are so many. We've got to remember, with all the negativity that, that's around us, there are yeah. so many yeah. wonderful people that do amazing things. And then, then you have, have those in, individuals who are able to dig so deep into themselves that they, they um, inspired by Paralympians. They're, you know, their, their backstories are, are sometimes almost horrific, but uh, they do amazing things. Mm. And then you ask yourself, how did they do that? Um, you know, where, where, where did that come from? And the answer is it's, it's internal, it's themselves. You know, and they've found hope somewhere and then they follow that and, and uh, just not given up. They've understood that concept that I've said before about failure. Failure is part of the path to success. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going to fall over. We're not going to hit that target. We're not going to. We're going to be slow uh, until until we take those small tentative steps and just and just keep going. Mm. Uh, and if we need help, we'll we'll ask for help. So um, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're the things that out in the community that inspire me mm. are those individuals that, that their level of resilience is incredible. Um, and we think, okay, they're superheroes, but they're they're just like you and me. Um, they might have bigger bigger issues, and, and they've found a, a pathway to that. But essentially, it's that that willingness to, to change and to find what I can do, and then pursue that uh, in the face of the failure and the fear. You know, just tuck it under your arm and just. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> That's it. Just keep swimming. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's interesting just what you said with all the negativity that's been going around. And obviously there has been a lot of negativity throughout this pandemic in the media and on social media. And at yeah. times I've thought to myself, oh, it's just bringing out the worst in people. But then, yeah. then it's also it's bringing out the best, the very best in people. And you see the yeah. real side of humanity that, is beautiful and loving and caring and compassionate. So yeah. I guess that's with everything. You have the two sides, but if you can focus on the the good side, um, it goes a long way to keeping that hope. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and it's there. It's sometimes hidden in in statements like we said that you know I, I hoped for something better, but it didn't work. Yeah, and and if it's possible that we can twist that sentence around. Uh, this this didn't work. I'm hoping for something better. All right, we, we've, we're now okay. What is that better? What does that look like? Mm. Um, and, and hope is that that path to something better. Um, you know, for, for me, it's it's a pathway to confidence, to trust, to love and compassion and joy and all and all those things because I'm hoping hoping for this. So I'm going to follow that. I'm going to follow that hope um, to to wherever it goes. Um, even though things might might be difficult. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of leads us to the next part, which is where I like to get my guests to sum up the topic. So, Glenn, how do you love the shit out of hope? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, great question. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving the shit out of hope every every single day. But yeah, the, the, like I said, the, the, the practical way for that is to is the can can against the can't and, and even if the can't list is, is tall I can't do this I can't do that I don't have enough money I don't have enough friends um, you know it's it's too difficult I can't I'm not I'm not getting the help that I want every time I go somewhere I can't get it 
if in amongst those can'ts we can say, okay, well that that's what I can't do. What can I do? Um, and then that's that's how you love, love the shit out of hope is to say say switch that sentence around. Um, uh, I was I was hoping for something better. Uh, this didn't turn out the way I liked it. This didn't turn away out the way I liked it. I'm hoping for something better. And and that that's that's the practicality. Uh, and if we're able to do that, that's great. If if uh, you know it's it's too difficult, we just need some space. Take some space. And and this is where community comes important. Relationships with people. If we can you know be be with someone that just says yeah. This really sucks, Gwen, but I'm here with you. You got this. Mm. You, you got this, mate. Um, and you know, if I can help you, I'll, I'll help you. Uh, but uh, you, you've got it. So that's that's how I love the shit out of hope. Great answer. <laughs> um, normally, I ask my guests, you know, what are some of their hobbies and things that they love the shit out of, and I know we we covered some of those last time. So I guess I wanted to switch it up a little bit. What are you loving the shit out of? Now that you're out of lockdown, well, it's it's yeah, it's seeing my seeing my 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 grandsons. Um, There's they're seven and four, um, and it, it's like a, and just to encapsulate uh, what, what that moment w- was like is um, the the youngest one. He, he just wanted to wrestle grandpa, and and I and I think it's the physical touch as well. You know, he, we we did zooms. Um, but um, uh, Melanie, Melanie, my daughter, said, "You know, we can we can zoom with Grandpa." And he said, "No, I want to visit him. Mm. I want to hold him. I want to wrestle him." These words were, "I want to wrestle him." <laughs> so, so the first first couple of uh, uh, visits, I couldn't get him off off me. It was just wrestle, 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 wrestle. It was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so that 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 feeling of uh, you know that connection with with another person was just amazing. Um. So, so that's that the haircut. Um, it's uh, it's those little things. It, it's mm. having the uh, French toast at, at Setters Cafe at Demerick Street, um, uh, and it's 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 that that uh, ability to do the things that, that that do bring me joy. But I've mentioned before movies. I love movies because it's the modern storytelling, um, and and there are so many brilliant movies that are scripted wonderfully, and you know, and you can. You, evoke the emotion and you learn something from it um, reading i'm an avid reader i've got you know a huge library at home um, and of course being able to sit down and and put you know words words on a computer page um, so all of those things uh, uh, you know bring me a lot of joy um, i also do do i love gardening so that's literally a grounding for me mm. um, music is, is a is a good part there's always something in the background um, but essentially, I guess people. I love being with people and hearing about about what they do and and how they how they overcome things. That's inspirational for me. Lots to love. Lots yeah. to love. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is there is so much joy and wonder uh, in the world and universe that that often you know we we because we hit hard times um, we don't see it, but it's there constantly. Um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of my photographs and and books I've got clouds. I just love to watch the clouds fly by. They're, they're amazing. How do they, they get are. up there? How do they stay up there? What, what's going on? I want to know. Oh, <laughs> I think this all the time. <laughs> yep. 
It's very fascinating. Yes. Um, so finally, how can people get in touch with you and what's the best way to get a copy of In Search of Hope? Yep. yep. Well, if, if you're living in the Campbelltown or, or near Campbelltown area, um, at the moment, it's uh, the book is available at Setters Cafe on Demerick Street, Campbelltown. It's also in the same street with um, uh, Infinite Soul. There's a, a great shop there that, that sells, uh, you know, amazing um, uh, things like crystals and um, incense, but the books are there. Uh, it's also at uh, the House of Art in Camden, uh, another cafe. You can, it, there's a trend here. I like to go to cafes. <laughs> wherever there's coffee. <laughs> wherever, wherever, there's, wherever there's coffee and cake. Um, uh, you can also get it through my publisher. So if you send an email to, uh, and it's just the word hope, at Tiffany House Australia, all one word, .com.au, or directly from myself, uh, Glenn Cossa Consulting, all one word, uh, at gmail.com. It will very soon be available on online in, in the, all, all good bookstores, um, but we, we, it's, it's very new at the moment. So that, that's about to happen soon. And um, uh, what I'm hoping for and, and my, my wish is that uh, it'll be available as a, an audible uh, version also. So, but initially it's those, those places you can, you can pick it up straight away. Thank you so much, Glenn. It was lovely to chat as usual. Um, and I think we've definitely, or hopefully inspired people um, who are going through some, some things at the moment and just thank you for your, your wisdom and advice. Um, it's always really grounding to hear you speak. So thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. I really enjoy it. Yep. And then soon we'll have that cup of coffee ourselves face-to-face. Yes, absolutely. Look forward to that. Thanks, Glenn.